Hello and welcome to Motoring First. Today it's my turn to be asking the questions once again. Karthik has just returned from driving the new Kia Fultos, uh, Seltos. Well said. <laughs> Is it a full toss? In no. a word, yes, no? Not this time. It's not a full toss. Okay. This is, I think, the first time we're going to be featuring Kia. And we'll discuss the brand itself later. Mm. Let's talk about the Seltos first. What's so special about the Seltos? I think uh, it'll be hard to discuss the Seltos without discussing brand Kia. So, okay, let's start at the Creta. It's the Creta, right? The Seltos is the Creta. So, they are, yeah, they are siblings. So, what's the big deal? The big deal, there is a big deal actually, because when we have seen badge engineered cars, Hyundai and Kia showed us how far they could take it, mm. right? Where badge engineering stops being obvious, right? right? Because I remember when the Seltos, Seltos came first and then the new gen Creta came. Right. So when we had them back then at Zigwheels, when we had them side by side, we actually spent an hour trying to find something that was the same. Hmm. between the two cars on the hmm. outside, right? Hmm. Which is the easy place, you know, something will be there, door handles, key slots, nothing, hmm. nothing. So these two siblings, so to speak, have taken platform sharing and uh, uh, badge engineering and gone in a, another direction. Okay. So there's a, always a very direct rival in this case for the Seltos, the Creta. And I think uh, when the Seltos came, it really blew up the segment. Uh, because it came in delivering styling and interior cabin experience, uh, technology and a price tag, which just was hard to believe at that point in time. If you remember, they came just before BS6 was kicking in mm. and everybody was making a noise about how um, cars are going to get more expensive after BS6, right? Right. And they came in with BS6 diesel engine, BS6 petrol engines. Right. And they brought them in at prices which were competitive from the get-go. But they had more equipment inside. Yeah. Hmm. Right. So they really made a statement with that saying that they were willing to go above and beyond hmm. uh, to make things more valuable. Hmm. Uh, and I think that's what made Kia who they are in India hmm. and why Seltos is such a big deal, even though that that segment is now so action packed. But in sales terms, the Seltos is not Kia's biggest selling car anymore. Uh, in that segment, the Creta is the one that's now leading, but it swings a bit at times also. Okay. So I'm not 100% sure about that, okay. but it would also make sense that the Sonnet is uh, doing better. Okay. So what have they changed in the new Seltos? What have they changed? Yeah, good question. I don't know where to start really because I'm a little bit underwhelmed by the Seltos. All right. Okay. Uh, it's not fair to really uh, start off on this note, considering it is a facelift, hmm. right? But it's Kia, right? They have, they have. I mean, they've constantly said that they will surprise us. So you kind of expect. So you're surprised that they didn't do much. Yeah, I'm surprised that they did just that much, right? So is it very familiar? So did you go there and say, is this the Kia Seltos or is this the Ye Kia Kia Seltos? <laughs> Ye Kia Kia. I keep saying that again and again, kya kia, kya kia. <laughs> so kya kia? Well, kya what kia? did they do? Okay, so there is, let's start from the outside. So right. from the outside, there is a redesign. And that's where was a little bit of dissonance for me because okay. the design has changed. The car is a bit bigger, longer effectively, but that's only down to all the soft parts, mm. right? the bumpers. There's no real change in the sheet metal. So the design is, by, if you look at it from the side, it'll look the same, except that the chin and the tail are a little bit longer by mm. 25 millimeters or so at both ends. Mm. But that's just down to the bumpers being shaped differently. Mm. Um, I think that the design 
has become a bit busy. I think okay. whenever we see evolution of design today, hmm. things are becoming cleaner, simpler. You know? Only in the EVs, no. Because the ICs, they just make them look whatever they look like. But somehow when it comes to an EV, then you can make it look really nice. I, I, I still think that this has become has more elements for you to take in now. Hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it just seems to be a reverse trend of sorts. Hmm. Uh, the grill feels massive. Hmm. It feels very... Um, it has all those... Uh, you know, the two different grills actually for the HD line, the GT line. Okay. Uh, also for the X line. So, they feel more... What can say? Showy. Right? Okay, so it's become a little bit more like a flaunt the car yeah. rather than... I feel it's shouting a bit more for attention mm. now than it used to it was more european i would say earlier now it's it has more of an aggression about it mm. uh, even earlier it had its elements which made it stand out mm. and i think that was nice mm. now it feels like it's trying to call for attention okay and uh, not necessarily a bad thing but it is a change mm. a change that i really love are the new alloy wheels Okay. They've got three designs now for the HD line. The so they've got the tech line, they've got the GT line, and they've got the X line. Why don't Why don't they just call them the tech, the GT, and the X? What yeah. is this line business? Uh, yeah. How are they line marrowing so much? Mm. <laughs> Even nice. Okay. I'm sorry. That was a that was a terrible joke. I apologize. So you're talking about the variants, and I was making a joke about the X line, tech line, and you were explaining the alloy wheels on the three. So they've got new alloy wheels, mm. and the designs really look cool. Okay. In fact. The funny thing is, amongst all the lines, I personally prefer the HT line, which is the tech line the most. Um, Sorry, which which is the bottom model? The tech line. Deck. Tech. Tech line. Oh, sorry. Okay, so tech is the bottom, then is the X and then is the HT. No. Tech, a GT. Oh, tech, GT and X. X. X is basically sits for a slight premium above the GT line for a few additional features like heads-up display and that matte uh, grey paint. Right. So those are those extras that get thrown in there. Got it. Um, the HT line or the tech line is really attractive to me because of two things. Mm. One is riding on 17-inch wheels, mm. which are way more practical. The right. others are riding on 18-inch wheels mm. and the wheels look good. And secondly, you get that tan color interior hmm. for the uh, dashboard and the seats, whereas the GT line ends up getting the black interior. Right. Um, and even on the X line, you do get a slightly funky olive green kind of interior, but it is a darker color. Right. And I think, again, over there in the, in the X line, what I didn't like were the seats. Hmm. Um, if you've seen them... Uh, I haven't. You haven't? Okay. They have this... You know how you see quilting in Bentleys, very discreetly sure, sure, done sure. and a yeah, yeah. certain pattern? Huh. This, like, it's... It's a bit more showy again hmm. over here, hmm. which is which is the thing that surprised me about this. So this thematic of this being a little bit more shouty is really getting yeah. under your skin. Yeah, hmm. which is something that I would not expect from uh, hmm. a Kia. Hmm. You've seen them bring a modern approach, sure. right? Which is to say that, hey, let's do things differently. Hmm. We don't have to attract attention by doing the traditional kind of things, hmm. right? So this to me felt a little bit strange. Uh, Interesting. Let's come back to this point. We will hmm. definitely bring up this point again. So you said that the 17s on the base model, the middle model, and you like the design, are a more practical choice than the larger wheels on the top model. Why would you say that? So when you have a smaller rim size, that means the sidewall is taller, hmm. which means there's a larger cushion, hmm. which is better for dealing with bad roads, hmm. preventing punctures or damage to the rim. So it's just 
more comfort got it actual comfort and mm. comfort in sense of uh, your peace of mind but does india have that many bad roads if you to worry about these things oh, absolutely not <laughs> don't have to worry about that go with 20s what's the problem right it's only an off roader you know they did try the 20s with the ionic or something right and you didn't like that too much did you not very much okay yeah. So we've talked about the wheels. We've talked about the exterior. You said the interior. The seats have quilting, not as classy as a Bentley, but it's there, etc. What else has changed? Has there has there been uh, feature changes on the inside? I think what Kia did with the first Seltos, they've done managed to do that again over here hmm. with the facelift. If you were to be shown a picture of the interior of this car, especially the HD line, you think you could think it's a BMW. Hmm. the quality of plastics are just plain fantastic okay. on the dash you see that finished satin black mm. you know just it's not glossy it's just plain plastic but it's finished in a satin finish mm. they have got it down pat it's beautiful there's mm. no two ways about it it's incredible what they managed to pull off and you look at that and you think like Why can't everybody? Do I was just going to ask you. Why can't everybody else do this? I have no idea. I'm sure there's some skill or expertise, but I'm sure Kia is not into plastic manufacturing. Somebody is making it for them. Sure. So others should be able to get it as well. But it looks spectacular. So are you saying that it appears to be that Kia just pays more attention to small details like this than everybody else right now, and that's it? I think they're willing to pay more attention to detail to hmm. these things. and they're willing to pay more i'm sure it's a cost factor as well and so you they, think they're taking less profits out of this car but keeping the car at a very high standard they're taking something out from somewhere right right and willing to put it in elsewhere Got so it. this cabin experience is something that they've really done very well even with the smaller sonnet right mm-hmm. i think the sonnet like you were saying like it sells more than the seltos and i wouldn't be surprised uh, i mean because it does feel more premium than any of its rivals in that segment sure. right it feels like a car that deserves that higher price tag mm. and it was more expensive than all of its rivals when it came correct but nobody batted an eyelid right people just yeah because this is the circular discussion that we have about people saying india is price sensitive and we're saying no we are value sensitive if we can understand that it has more value then we will be able to bring more money in most cases to yeah. that table right and like we spoke in the previous motoring first about the extra hmm. people are not connecting size to price as much especially i think top urban for sure and this is where yeah. the trends start right right so i think people are happy to spend more hmm. if they're getting the experience along with it sure so in that sense uh the seltos on the inside certainly what they've done with the dashboard there's a redesign they do have the two 10.25 inch screens mm. now uh the infotainment screen and the driver's display again on this there are smaller things that which i would never expect kia to miss out on they they take every opportunity mm. and build something out of it right mm. but the driver's instrument cluster reminds me too much of the alcazar right that's mm. where we've seen that digital display the but first that's time. one of the easiest things to redesign right it's just graphics so they've got different themes again this is the car company that rebranded their logo and everybody on the internet thought it was something called kn cars right yeah. so they do slip up here and there every, i suppose every once in a while yeah. yeah and i think given how much you appreciate how much attention to detail they pay maybe we'll say chalo it's okay you made a mistake and so in that chalo i will add one more chalo in that is that the there's a new control for the infot- uh, for the infot- there are shortcuts for the infotainment and for the air conditioning system this is dual zone climate control right which is pretty cool for something in this segment hmm. and they have lots of buttons now over there which is fine but the fonts used for that hmm. again so out of character for kia you know they they don't fit into that design 
they feel clunky but okay are you being more sensitive to the design because the car is such a well designed thing that all of these little things stand out or you're just saying to me kia is a brand that hmm. just comes and says whatever your expectations were with this segment hmm. whatever you thought was okay we'll do better than that right so when they slip up it feels strange right right so it is the burden of expectations that they have to carry right and i'm i will admit this may be unfair no 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 wait yeah? they said the expectation we didn't wake up one day with the idea that kia is going to make these fantastically well detailed out cars right they set that expectation so they built that building so now somebody's got to go and live in it fair enough i mean i don't think that's our fault so and looking at what they've done with the plastics right you know they've like literally hmm. like if you showed a picture of this and said this was a luxury car out say yeah it's fine no because when you were saying large grill I had already thought of BMW. Then you said the plastics <laughs> look like BMW. So in some ways, I suppose it fit. Yeah. Okay. Is there more space on the interior now? No. It's the same car on the inside in terms of the space and practicality. So there's no real change. And it was not an unspacious car to start. Um. It's yeah. It's fine. I mean, there are better cars for back seat comfort. Hmm. Like today, if you were focused on the back seat, hmm. um, it would be easier to be in a Kushak or a Taygon right. because those are spacious for sure. two people in the back. Definitely very good. Seats are also more comfortable over there. Hmm. Hyundai had also, uh, you know, got a little bit of an advantage, an mm. edge over the Seltos when they got the Creta after the Seltos because of the way they designed the rear seats, which made them more comfortable. Mm. Um, and that, for somebody like for family users, would be an advantage, right? Um, that was a key difference between the two cars, along with a couple of other things back then, right. which I'd like to point out because these are things that we we experience when we're going to a first drive or when we do the first set of reviews and drives. But things change. Hmm. So, like the one thing I absolutely disliked on the Seltos when it came was the suspension. Right. The ride just did not work for me. It was too bumpy. It was too jarring. And for the longest time, I would tell people like you know. If you're a family user, you're not worried about you know making a statement that much. Mm. If you want something that's practical, more comfortable, then the Creta is it, right. right? It has the better suspension. Also, the Creta had better sound insulation. Mm. It also came with the panoramic sunroof, all of which made it feel more spacious and more enjoyable on the inside. And talking about panoramic, and it's good you brought up only the inside because the outside, well, you know what the Creta looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, so panoramic. Uh, so the panoramic sunroof is the big addition on the Seltos this time around. So the useless hole in the roof that nobody knows what to do except stick children out of. We now have a double panel roof. Yeah, it's massive. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, because of that, and one of the frustrating talking points is that they have changed some elements of the chassis okay. because of the sunroof. Right. Um, they've had to strengthen the chassis, and people always keep complaining about, you know, the three-star rating or whatever that the Seltos had back then. Hmm. Think that it should be better. So apparently, the chassis has been reworked. But was anybody from Kia willing to talk about it when we were there at the drive? No. So we don't know if the chassis has become safer or at least maintained the same level. Even. It should be at least the same. That sure. that I think uh, I mm. would expect that to be maintained. Right. But is it better? How is it better? We couldn't get any answers on that front. Of course, six airbags and ESP, all of that has become standard now on the mm. Deltos. So the preparation to qualify for a five-star at Global Caps crash test mm. is there because you have to have these as standard right. to be able to qualify for that. Right. Um, but aside from that, we don't really have any information on whether the cars actually become safer or not. Interesting. They say that there is more high-strength steel, etc. We've spoken about this. Yeah, but it's not a Maruti. So, will there be a safety conversation at all? 
there is. It's it's not just no. The, this is, I think there are only a few people who are spared uh, from this point and conversation. I think Hyundai and Kia uh-huh. uh, have also suffered from it. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, there was a Seltos that split into two uh, in an accident maybe three years ago. So dual zone air conditioning, two. effectively. Oh man, come on! <laughs> it can't be three years, but two hey, years. I, ago. I am allowed to make some dark jokes. Okay, he doesn't like it, but. So that's that's kind of where people went berserk over the safety factor, but like we said, that okay. So the safety question remains outstanding. What we've not discussed is powertrains. Are there any changes to the engine? Yeah, of course. Um, so the the big change on the powertrains is um, you have now the new turbo petrol, which is the one point five liter turbo petrol, hmm. um, which comes with the dual clutch transmission, and uh, which we've seen in the Verna and Kia themselves have used it already. Uh, on the car ends earlier okay. uh, so this is basically that old 1.4 turbo petrol which has been uprated so it's more powerful i think but the big gains here are that it's smoother it's uh, just easier to drive hmm. doesn't feel like it has to work that hard to get okay. going and um, is you know you think about the gt line and you think about this turbo petrol and you think it's going to be exciting to drive no not really i okay. think uh, the other aspect about this was Kia could have built the Seltos into a more, uh, a stronger experience to drive, sure. which has not happened. Hmm. I think sound insulation is something that they could do better. Even this turbo petrol, I could hear it inside the cabin. So Kia guys, just talk to the guys who did the Verna. They're part of your extended family. They've already figured out how to do it. And the Verna is the same price or lower than the Seltos I'm assuming? Yeah, low. So that's what I mean. In terms of um, your choices, you have lots of choices now. And for people who are constantly, you know, uh, swayed by an SUV just from a comfort standpoint, I'm going to say, do yourself a favor, step out of that, hmm. and look at other options, not just the Seltos, but any other SUV, because you're getting some great options now. Yeah. And you should be exploring them before you make a decision, because you're getting incredible value with sedans now, I think, and they are very, very practical as well. In the way it drives, that engine felt extremely usable, extremely practical, right. but did it wow you? Not really. Got it. And I think in terms of the way it drives, the Seltos felt too much of um, a mix of things. So I, I, I was very fortunate. I had the opportunity to drive all four uh, cars on offer there. Right? Very so nice. They, they had the 1.5 turbo with the DCT. They had the 1.5 turbo with the IMT, the automated clutch. Hmm. And then the diesel with the six-speed automatic and with the IMT again. Right. So I have very clear recommendations for this. Hmm. Uh, if you're looking at the petrol, then just go for the automatic. Do not get the IMT because it doesn't make sense unless all you're doing is is trying to save money. If you're an enthusiast who wants the turbo petrol, the IMT is not going to give you that experience because the one thing it doesn't allow and what you'd want is engine braking. So when you gear down hard, let's say, hmm. to protect the, the clutch, clutch right. or the engine, it'll actually slip it or prevent the engine from revving up, hmm. which gives you that engine braking. So that sense of connection of when you're driving hard hmm. isn't that great. And if you if you gear down too much, right, where the revs will certainly shoot up a lot, it'll actually keep 
the clutch disengaged so you will free wheel got it okay right so it doesn't make sense right if you're thinking about it from an enthusiast so it's called the intelligent manual transmission but it's not a very intelligent choice if you're into manual transmission exactly understood so actually if people wanted a sporty seltos what they wanted is a pure manual transmission which is not available right now oh there's no manual at all no the only manual transmission that's available is with the naturally aspirated 1.5 are there are cars on the indian market where all the options are automatic in this kind of a no. price category no, this is the first time nobody's yeah, uh, i mean they, yeah they have a manual transmission but on the lowest spec petrol engine which was not available for test drive right. and which if you remember the one is the one that i liked a lot Correct. with the cvt so that we've not been able to experience at all right um so moving on so we've cleared that up when it, if you're looking at the turbo petrol dct it is if you're looking at the diesel now this is the shocker the issue with the original seltos with the suspension came back really strong right the the diesel automatic hmm. um maybe is the way the suspension has been tuned differently and it felt so firm like to me it clearly became a car that's meant for city use you will not take this out to places where the roads you are uncertain of the roads because hmm. the suspension was crashing so much oh, no. that i would almost i stopped once we were driving outside of nagpur and it was pouring really badly and uh, we were on the highway so I hit a pothole and i didn't think much about it looking at it and we went talk oh, no. <laughs> i stopped i thought maybe i've damaged the rim or something it was it that, sounded that bad it was terrible it was terrible oh god okay so for me that suspension setup just did not work hmm. but thankfully that's not the case with the other setups but there is variation between all the cars in terms of how they're feeling got it okay and i made sure i actually requested the team from kia to check tire pressures on the other cars hmm. to make sure that the experience is as per what is recommended right and with the uh, with the gt line with the x line the the pressures were adjusted on 18 inch rims hmm. and there there was no issue got it absolutely no issue it was fine overall i would still say that this is a suspension setup that is not great not ideal mm. for bad roads Understood. because you will end up feeling the firmness so for me in my head this as an suv is an urban suv not something that you're looking to really travel with especially the diesel especially the diesel so in the diesel's case that's the only instance where i would say hey if you have to get this mm. why don't you go for the imt instead because the imt setup was a lot better than with the 6-speed automatic understood and also i think the charm of the diesel has kind of worn thin for me because now with the BS 6.2 the update is now it's got uh, uh exhaust gas treatment so it's got the urea mm. and all of that and i think overall with every step the efficiency refinement is also kind of tapering so okay. the delta that you would have had bit between buying a diesel and a petrol unless you're really going to cover a lot of distances um it's not going to be that dramatic understood right and also the question comes in if you are going to would you not want a strong hybrid today you have those options in the market as well yeah the gv and the uh, uchy they're all from this <laughs> uchy there <laughs> i don't understand what's happening okay if if you're based out of bangalore it seems like the names are out of control like tvs apache rtr four valve xp something and then uh, toyota urban cruiser high rider <laughs> this was going on that yeah okay you said that this car is a mixed bag which brings us to the brand right kia is just a rebranded hyundai right ah no it's a leading question so that you can answer it correct i'm sure there are certain people who are watching this who have fallen off their chairs no, no, no. i'm not asking you the question because i don't know the answer i'm asking you the question because i'm sure this question has come up before right. so let's clarify this right. hyundai and kia belong to the same family correct but but 
it's like they say in motorsport, right? The first guy you want to beat is your teammate, hmm. right? So that's the same thing for Kia and Hyundai. Okay. They are from the same family, Hyundai Motor Group, under which there's Hyundai, brand Hyundai, and brand Kia. Hmm. And the one thing that Hyundai wants to do is beat Kia to the punch, and the one thing Kia wants to do is beat Hyundai to it, right? Oh, the punch and not being the Tata SUV. Ah, uh-huh. no, no, no. Because that word has been taken out of your vocabulary. Because if you become the punch, then you don't know what happened next. No. <laughs> okay, but yeah. as a as a brand, Hyundai to me appears to be a multi. a full spectrum brand that does all kinds of products across all kinds of price ranges kia seems to me like a more specific kind of brand would that be an accurate assumption to me those values are more european hmm. more design oriented more hmm. detail oriented more hmm. experience oriented not necessarily more expensive always but definitely offering you a level up in terms of the is that yeah that's fair but this car you're saying now appears to be a little bit more shouty a little bit more it's almost wannabe in the way you describe the stitching and the stuff like that is is that where Quilting, this yeah. seltos is going uh, i wouldn't call it wannabe but I, i it seems like it's lost some of its ethos right of taking the higher road hmm. right it seems to be pandering a bit to maybe what they think as the indian palette that making it look more showy hmm. i don't know if that's the right way or that's the right approach hmm. i think consistently we are seeing designs are getting designs are evolving i mean there's a more mature uh, choice that people are making consistently sure. so um even in that i think the good thing is for lots of buyers the hd line or the tech line is actually the best balance Hmm. inside and outside so in that sense there is a good option for people to look at hmm. you know hdx hdx plus you've got nice options there uh, hmm. on the inside with the tan colors and on the outside it's not as shouty so it works uh, so there is a saving grace in all of this and very kindly they have provided it in the more accessible line so you're basically saying that if you opt for the top model then you're showing a less european taste in cars as it were and kia is saying yeah sure why not yeah i think if kia were to offer what porsche does hmm. i mean instead of offering these a million like there are 18 different variants to choose from and uh, i'm sure there'll be more uh, if they allowed people to configure you'd find what people really want and sure. if i were buying the x line i wouldn't want those green seats with the quilting hmm. i'd want something cleaner neater i'd want the brown trim right hmm. i'd want something more mature hmm. right just because i want uh, a cooler looking car doesn't mean i have to get uh, so <clears throat> oh i don't know what to call it fair enough why did kia suddenly become such a huge success in india what what did they bring to the table they took the hyundai formula and amped it up okay so right which was to make things look cool hmm really pack in a lot of features and mm. bring it at an incredible price so it's solid value i think they've done that incredibly well consistently on top of that i think they've also managed to build an experience right build richer experiences like we spoke about the seltos we said about the sonet you know they managed to make change the segment benchmarks as mm. to what is okay what is premium what is desirable they managed to do that mm. but i think now we want to see i would want to see kia push a little bit harder and further where the actual driving experience and the experience on the road becomes richer as well so you're saying the skin level 
amping up of what is considered value is a game that Kia's played well. You're almost sounding surprised that Hyundai didn't cotton on to the fact that it's their formula being amped up. Yeah. If somebody else can, then they should be able to as well. Kia made Hyundai look stupid when they came in. Right. Especially when you compare Alcazar to the Karens. Hmm. You just think like, how could this happen? How could this come are from the Are they sisters too? <laughs> they are related. Yeah, because, because I, I would never believe that the Alcazar yeah. and the Karens are sisters. You just can't. Especially when you sit inside, you just can't. Right. But they are related. Hmm. And Kia did that consistently. And I think, yeah, they have set high expectations. So now I think the only obvious thing is that we say we want a better driving experience as well. And a more consistent one, I would say, going forward. So, slightly more powerful engines, slightly more engaging transmissions. I would say better tuned for suspension, a more consistent experience across their engine lineups. Right. Uh, better sound insulation so that it actually feels more premium. Uh, in terms of materials, if things have to be changed, one thing I would immediately change are the door handles, the door release handles, which are very plasticky. Obviously, good looking, but plasticky. But every time you touch it, you know that's yeah, plastic, yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, I think small details, small things like that and which I'm sure some of those things what they call as running changes so like I spoke about the Seltos when it came the suspension right. was something I just did not like but over time they changed it they fixed it right. they didn't tell anybody that they'd done it so mm. when they changed it to the KN logo <laughs> that's when I drove the Seltos again right. and I realized that the suspension had been fixed it, it was absolutely okay no complaints right so now with this new car they've act they have changed the tune of the suspension as well mm. They've gone a bit firmer at the front, a bit softer at the rear. Okay. Uh, how exactly that plays out between the different engines, I don't know. But the outcome... We'll figure it out when it comes to the road test. The outcome is already fairly clear on that. So quite simply, as far as possible, stick to the HT tech line because you get the 17-inch wheels, which is much easier to live with. Right. And uh, of course, the interior. And of course, we haven't spoken about uh, ADAS. Oh, we'll do it in the road no, test. No, no, there is a reason. Oh, there is a reason. There is a reason. There is a reason. The most important thing about the ADAS presentation this time around uh, was the little slide that they put up at the end of the presentation. Okay. I've got a picture of it on my phone. We're going to try and get it across. But it basically said, in what all instances, you should not rely on ADAS. Right? And that included lots of finer details. Interestingly, when they gave us the car to drive, the collision warning systems were switched off. Hmm. They were only to be used when we went to a particular area that they demarcated. Oh, the demo area. Yes. Uh. So they are also cognizant of the fact that this is not a foolproof system. And, and kudos to them for being upfront about it sure. and setting what the boundaries should be. And that, I think, is a very important thing for everybody to remember. But Kia can do that to a bunch of journalists who hopefully do understand how cars work and why these warnings are important. Do you think their dealership staff is equipped to be able to transfer these warnings to people? Absolutely not. The dealership is never... So then what say. kudos for what? I mean, you're not going to achieve anything. You're telling 32 knowledgeable so people. There's the good thing. Hopefully, there's more than 32 knowledgeable people here now watching. No, no, I'm saying in that room where they made that presentation. Yeah, because the good thing is, again, so like heads-up display is a feature you get on the X-Line. Right. You don't want it, don't have to get it, right? And uh, ADAS is on the GTX, mm. right? So you're pretty much going for the top-spec variants where you're getting these features. So more often than not, you won't have to spend money on it. And that's my advice. You have the option, skip it. You don't need it. You're getting great variants lower down the price range. Choose what did those. you call it? The annoying driver assistance system, uh -huh. right? 
that's i think that's what it, no because i i'll tell you honestly what happened he was trying to demo an adas system on a car to me very recently and uh, the demo ended up with us nearly getting rear ended because neither he nor i was expecting a collision warning to go off that late in what looked like it would have been a collision anyway and that hard <laughs> yeah and it just basically went for it we, Well, it's a it's not a good fun experience. So I mean, like we've we we've, we've maintained for ADAS, like you have to uh, pick when to use it for all the features. Some of the features are really, uh, I mean, like no brainers. Like let's say blind spot, right? Mm. It's not going to intervene in your driving. Right. It's just a flashing light. Yeah. And great, that's super assistance. Um, cross traffic alert for reversing, great. But keep in mind that can also apply your brakes. Yeah. So any time the car can take over your throttle or your brake. Hmm. or both is when you need to start thinking about how effective is the system and will it add value to your yeah. life or not and whether they've calibrated the system to work in indian conditions to give you an example i have a ducati multistrada v4 which has radar and the radar basically does not work in indian conditions almost under any conditions so my previous multistrada before radar had cruise control my current one has adaptive cruise which i just cannot use and in the process i've lost lost cruise mm. control as well blind spot warnings yeah they're useful but forward radar is just pointless okay um so iras that's cleared up um in terms of features they've bumped things up like we spoke about the hmm. dual zone or uh, climate control with the panoramic sunroof this is because when you're sitting in a car with a passenger there is no physical way to agree at a temperature where both of you will be comfortable so it's just easier you know how they say when you get married you should just have two bathrooms so that you can have your toothpaste and toothbrushes in one and your partner can have them in the other so this is not a source of conflict at all So reducing problems for sure. Um, you know, sometimes I think most of these car features are first world problems. Like motorcycles 100%. don't have issues at all. Hundred percent. I don't have dual zone or single zone. I have whatever air conditioning God has decided to offer on that day. The cars is basically you are saying, "Bye, I want to sit back and don't bother me." That's that's basically a state of mind over there. That's with cars. The problem is as much as you can load in, you will. because mm-hmm. nobody is going to say no i remember when uh, power windows started becoming normal i was like why do we need power windows all the time mm-hmm. right it was not such a big deal but yeah. now imagine getting a car without power windows you'd be like whoa hey what are you talking about whenever i take an uber i have to do this <laughs> those are the uber specials oh the other yeah of course the desired tour has wind up but the normal car will have it fair yeah, yeah. So so anyways so uh, they've added in features right they've made it a better package uh, and there's a important reason why I'm bringing all this up uh, like small small details thoughtful details which I I really appreciate like auto up down power windows all four all as four sta- as standard right rear disc brakes as standard so things that people end up looking for mm. quite often the interesting part is and this is the last bit is that kia has not bumped up the prices significantly in fact the base variant the prices are pretty much the same so the value quotient has gone up even further now and i think that's also telling about the situation in the segment it's mm. a competitive segment mm. and i think this becoming significantly more expensive would have made its appeal lower right right and it's great that kia is fighting this hard for this segment and not um expecting people to just follow through no matter what the price this is a great car great product and uh, for now for people who as i would have said earlier as well those who want something to make a statement with this is still a great great pick right uh, this is the default pick for me 
Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. If I could wait, I would wait because of my past experience between the Seltos and the Creta back then right. to see what Hyundai do with the Creta. When is it coming, the new Creta? I think that's going to come next year. So okay. it's not anytime soon. Right. So if you're in a hurry, 100%, you've got... Uh, so what else is in this segment? You have the MG Aster, you have the Kushak and the... Uh, what's the Volkswagen? Taiguan. Taiguan. Not the Tiguan, the Taiguan. Taiguan. Yeah. <laughs> don't confuse me. <laughs> Then you have the Seltos and the Creta and the venue is just below. Venue is below. But then you have the Grand Vitara. And, and you have uh, the GV and the High Rider. Yeah. Is there anything else coming? Mm, in this segment? Yeah, of course. You've got the Honda coming, the Elevate. That's going to be coming. Oh, yes, yes. And if you uh, buy a Honda, you will be called an Elevator. And uh, since we're talking about the Elevate, we'll only be doing a first drive of that much later. Not anytime soon because the launch is only in September. Yeah so we, yeah so I believe there is a drive happening now or soon sometime and we basically said if the car is still 3 months out we'll just drive it then there's no point doing it now so yeah, so that's going to be one of the competitors. But uh, what the pricing is of that, we'll only come to know much later. Whereas this, the pricing is out and it's uh, quite a, uh, I mean, they've done well to keep the prices where they are at. So overall, you think it's a good update? You don't like some of the aesthetic choices that they've made in terms Correct. of the European subtle classiness versus what this car is doing. But even that is restricted to some of the top variants. So you're okay with that. Yeah. And the value quotient has gone up overall. So, with all the nitpicking aside, what you get is a Seltos that's uh, gotten better hmm. in some ways, for some people maybe cooler. Definitely on the inside, they managed to lift up the experience with the plastics and all in place. But have they really lifted the entire driving experience? Have they managed to build a really consistent experience across their lineups? Hmm. I think that's where things are. There's a little bit of a question mark and could they have taken it further with this model itself, I think they could have. Uh, but hey, it's still a very appealing car for a lot of people and sure. I get it. Yeah. Who don't want to wait and want to go in for something. So final question, this car will eventually come for a road test and we'll do a story on it. Are you looking forward to that experience or it's not sounding like you're super enthused about testing this car? The car that I really want to test drive, the variant, is the one that I'm sure that I will not get easily. I want the 1.5 NA with the CVT transmission. Right. I want to see how well that does. Hmm. I want to see how that is because that will be good value. That will be a sensible option for a lot of people not having to think about going for an IMT or a 680 or a DCT and having to spend that much. That would be a very sensible pick. Right. But uh, it wasn't there at the test drives right now, the journalist test drives. I don't know if it'll, it'll come in the fleets. So if any one of you end up getting one, uh, do give us a shout. Uh, we'll turn up. Yeah. Yeah. I think but it's totally doable. Really the one I would like to drive. Hmm. And uh, yeah, aside from that, the thing that I would like to see, like I would like to explore further when we get the cars, is just how much of a benefit is getting a diesel over the petrol today. Hmm. Okay. How much more efficient is it really? Hmm. Because in what we saw during the test drives then, um, I was getting about 15 kmpl with the diesel uh, out on the highway. Sure. Which is not dramatically no. high, right? Yeah. And uh, that kind of set that ball rolling, that thought rolling in hmm. my head that, is it really worth it now going for that? Or if you're looking for a petrol otherwise and you don't mind spending, uh, going for an HDX Plus or something like that and just go for the 1.5 turbo. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah, that's that's those are the questions I'd like so to answer. So if you notice, he didn't say that he was excited about driving the Seltos. He just said, I there's a specific Seltos which I wish I had also gotten to drive and he yeah. didn't get to drive it. Very interesting. 
Is there anything else you'd like to add about pricing, availability, test drives, when, are, when is this car available, etc.? All of that's already, I mean, it's on sale already. So okay. there's, uh, it's, prices are out. It's in dealerships, so you can go out and drive it. But if you have any more questions, we'd uh, love to hear from you. And uh, that would be fantastic. I think that's the only thing. And yes, if, uh, when you drive the diesel automatic, how is your experience? Let me know if, if and when you do. I, I really would love to. All right. That's just about wraps it up. Thank you so much for watching. This is Motoring First. It's now also available as an audio-only podcast if you prefer it on all the major podcast platforms, apart from as a video here on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll have more soon.